twice a day. I think the, the kicker was going in three times a week was the problem, not twice a week. Okay, good morning, everybody. Welcome to all the, uh, the newcomers. Um, okay, so we are on Daf Yud. Perfect. Yud Amun Beis, the top line. We're in the middle of a fascinating discussion. By the way, today's share should be Le'ila Nishmas Chayesotila Basrav Garviva Pinchas Shloshim is today, and a Refuah Shleimah for Chol Yisrael. Um, so today's daf, we're in the middle of a conversation yesterday between Chizkiyo Amelech and uh, Chizkiyo Amelech Nishaya Hanavi, and we spoke about yesterday. There was a back and forth. And um, he was given the nevuah that uh, he's going to die, Chizkiyot, because he was not osik, but pruravu. And then we know he davens to HaKadosh Baruch, who says, even if the Gazar Din is already made, I was told that even if there's a Cherev Chada, Munachas al even if there's a sharp sword lying on your neck, you don't, one does not give up from beseeching HaKadosh Baruch for Rachamim. And we saw from the Mar Rosh Hashanah, Rabbi Yitzchak holds of that as well, and there are other opinions. And that, thankfully, is how we, uh, we hold, that even if Gazar uh, Din is made, we always can still daven, So now we are up to the top a few words of Yudam says, Even if the, the head angel, who's the, uh, in charge of all the Chalomos, would say, Tomorrow, he comes to a person at night and says, Tomorrow you will die. One should not prevent himself from, hold back, from beseeching HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Rachamim to go ahead and to tear up the Gezar Din. He says, despite all the many dreams and the empty prophecies and the many words, at the bottom line is, just fear HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Okay, now the Gemara continues. It says, Miyad, as soon as uh, Chizkiyo heard this nevuah, that not only are you going to die, but you're also going to lose your share, you lose your share in Olam HaEmes, and Olam HaBa, and uh, Yishai ben Amot's left, it says, Vayosef Chizkiyo Panav Alakir, he turned to the wall, Vispalel El Hashem, and he dove into Hashem. My kir, what is the meaning of the word kir here? Amor Hashem Elokish, Mikiros Libo, from the depths of his heart, and we see... The Pasuk says, Shinamar, may I maya my innards tremble, Kiros Libi, from the depths of my heart. So we see that Kir can mean not just a physical wall, but even penetrating someone's heart. And there was a heartfelt cry to Akadish Barakhu to ask to tear up the Gazar Din that he would die. I believe you, Omar al Iskech Akir. No, it's referring about the, wall, the, the dealings with the wall. What does that mean? Omar Lafanov. This is what Chizkiyo Amalek said. Ribono Shalolam. We're familiar with the story that there was a place, Shunem, and Elisha Hanavi used to frequent it. Malachim Beis, it tells a story. He used to go to the same woman every time, and eventually she built him a house. She built him a little guest house. She put a wall, she put a, uh, a menorah, a, a, a shulchan, and she started, made him a, uh, a guest house. Eventually, he went there so many times that he sent Gehazi to go ask her, you've done so much good for me, I want to reciprocate. What can I do for you? Do you need me to speak to the king on your behalf? She said, no one's threatening me. I don't need anyone to go to the king. But Gehazi said, she's very old. She's, uh, you know, she's middle-aged, but her husband's very old. They don't have a child. Maybe daven for them that they should have a child. So, Alicia Davins, nine months later, she has a child. One day, the young child is in the, in the field, and he has a headache, and the mother is actually holding him, and she die, he dies in her hands. She runs to Alicia, and Alicia goes ahead and revives the child, and uh, Shalom al Israel. So, Chizkiyot says... <clears throat> HaKadosh Baruch you're going to take away my life. 
When it says Kir here, it was referring to the Kir about this Isha Shunamis, that she went and built one wall. She built a small house for Elisha, and through that act, she was Zochet to have her child revived. My father's father, Shlomo Amelech, built the whole base on Mikdash. I don't deserve to have my life. She built one wall, and through that she had her child revived. And you can't revive my life. You can't take away the Gazar Din that I'm destined for Misa soon and to lose my share in all of my MS when my father meaning my ancestor, traced the Malchus back to Shlomo, built the whole base of Mikdash, not just one wall, built the whole base of Mikdash, and through that tzchus, I should, you should go ahead and tear my gzardin. So the Gemara says, what Chizki has davened to Hashem, he says, Remember what I've done for you, and we'll see in a minute all the amazing things that Chizkiyot did. We saw Chizkiyot with Zoha was almost able to be the Mashiach. He was that Kadosh. I've done all the good in your eyes. My What are those two things? And this is why the Gemara brought this in here. The first thing I did, Amar Yehuda, Amar Rav, what is Achizki Amalek referring to when he says, Hatov that I did well, I did good? Shesomach Geula Then I went ahead and I put, I was Somach Geula meaning I daven Kivasikin, I davened early in the morning with, we said, with the alots and the nates, right? He went ahead and he said, Kriyashma right before nates, and he, right before sunrise, and he davened Shemones right afterwards, and that's Chus, and all my Tfilos, I should go ahead and have this decree overturned. Rav Levi Amar Shegonaz Sefer Afuos. He hid the Sefer Afuos. We'll see one minute what the Sefer Afuos, but suffice it to say that it's a book of remedies. Okay, we'll get all, let's just finish a few lines of Gemara and then we have a lot to talk about. So, Tanur Rabban, the Gemara continues, Shisha Devaram Aso Chizkiyo HaMelech. There are six things, acts that he did in his life uh, that the Chachamim are going to comment on. Ashlosha Hadulah Chachamim were moved at him. They thanked him and they agreed with his decision to go in and implement these three actions. But there were three of them that they were not moved to. They did not approve of. What are the three that they approved of? They went ahead and they hid. He hid the Sefer Fuos. It's unclear exactly who wrote the Sefer Fuos. Sefer Fuos was a book of remedies. Um, the Tashbates says that it was actually a book of remedies brought when during the uh, Noach and his Teva, there were Shadim that were running rampant in the Teva and they were making everyone sick. So a Malach took one of, uh, one of Noach's children, he brought him up to, to Shemaim and he wrote the Sefer Fuos. The Ramban says that it was actually Shlomo Malach that wrote it. Whatever it was, it was, he hid it. And the reason is, by the way, the Rambam says it was actually a book made by astrologers for magic. At that time, Kishif was allowed. Magic was allowed. When it was used to go ahead and they started to deify and they started to go ahead and use that to replace the Kodesh Baruch Hu, then it had to be Nignas. It had to hide it. The, um, we'll see in a second. We'll get to uh, another parish from the Rabbeinu Bechaya. Rabbeinu Bechaya says in the Pasuk, Misham Nisal, that Kodesh Baruch Hu tested them when they were in the Midbar. It's because the Kodesh Baruch Hu gave them a safer uh, refuos. He allowed them to be healed. But when they stopped realizing that the refuah came from the ultimate rofei, from the ultimate doctor, Kodesh Baruch Hu, and they started to go ahead and use that in place of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, he had, he had to hide it. That's why he hid it. And in fact, the, the, uh, the, the Chachamim were holdelo. They approved of this action that he hid this book of remedies, that everyone should realize that the ultimate, Ki Ani Hashem Rofecha, Kolomachel Hashem Samti Mitzrayim Lohosim Alecha, Ki Ani Hashem Rofecha, Kodesh Baruch says, I'm the ultimate rofei, and you guys have to turn to me. And that's why he went ahead and he hit it, and the Chachamim agreed with that. Number two, Kites Nechash Nechoshes. At the very, very end of the 40 years, Bnei Yisrael started to complain to Moshe and Aaron. They didn't have water to drink, so Kodesh Baruch sent to them many poisonous snakes. And they started to be bitten, and they would die. They did tshuva, and they started to dive into Kodesh Baruch So Hashem tells Moshe, make a copper snake. And anyone who was bitten, and still alive, anyone who was bitten, looks at the snake, they will all go ahead and be healed. 
So eventually, like they, many times repetitive in history, they started to deify that snake. So they thought it had powers. That's the medical symbol today, yeah, the snake, um, the, the stick with the snakes around it. So he said, he, he ground it up, he ground up that copper snake, so no one should go ahead and uh, give it uh, tribute powers uh, greater than a Baruch and for that also, they were maskim. And the last thing, Girer Atzmos Aviv al Mito Shalchavalim, we'll discuss this in a couple minutes, he dragged the bones of his father, normal, uh, Achaz, Achaz was a Russia of a Russia, he infused the whole Bnei Yisrael with, uh, with uh, Avodah Zarah. So when he died, instead of putting him on a bed of silver and gold and bringing him to his kavura, he dragged his bones publicly, not in a coffin, but with ropes through the streets. He dragged the bones of his father, and the chachamim were moda to that. But we're going to discuss in a second whether there's a concept of kavod aviv la'achar meis. You have to go ahead and honor your parents even after they die. So this is the sugya. We'll discuss that in a couple minutes. But on three things they were not hoted. They did not approve of. When Sancheiriv Melech Asher was attacking, he went ahead and to sort of preempt uh, the attack, he stuffed up all the wells of Gichon so they wouldn't have a water supply. So the Assyrians, the Ashurim, were coming, wouldn't have a water supply. So they said that was wrong because he should have had, he had a haftacha from a Kaddish Baruch that you're going to win the war, you don't have to worry. So he didn't have to do what considered above and beyond the, the, the normal Hashtadlis. He didn't have to go ahead and go so far to stuff up these, uh, these wells. Number two, Kitzis Daltzos Heichal, when Sancheirev eventually... Uh, uh, imposed his tax, he emptied the Beis HaMikdash of all the treasures, it wasn't enough for him, so Chizkiyot cut off the doors of the Beis HaMikdash and he gave it to Sancheir. It's unclear whether he just took the gold out of the gold trimming out of the doors, or he actually took off the actual doors of the Beis HaMikdash and gave it to Sancheir. Once again, it was a lack of Amuna, and therefore the Yichachamim did not approve it. And the last one, this is amazing, this is going to be our launching pad for our first raid today. Iber Nisan Benisan. He went ahead and he added a month. Now we know that there are 354 days in the lunar calendar, 365 in the solar calendar. So we fall behind 11 days each year. Now, how do we go ahead and compensate for that? So we, in every 19-year cycle, we add, in seven years, we add another base. So it's called Guach Adzat. Gimel's three, year number six, eight. Ches. Aleph is... 11, Dalit, Adzat, Dalit is 14, Zion is 17, and Tess is 19. So in every 19-year cycle, there are seven years that we add in other Beis and other Shani to catch up. Otherwise, we wind up having Pesach in the summer, right? So in order to keep the, the proper Moadim and the proper Tkufos, we have to go ahead and add. So that's why you bur- your guys birthday you align every 19 years. 19 years, correct. So exactly correct. So now, so... Iber Nisan Benisan Vlohodulo. What happened? Well, after his father Achaz died, the whole Bnei Israel was steeped in Tuma. They were in a vote, they had a vote of Zara in their homes, in their practices. So he had, he, as soon as he died, Nisan was quickly approaching, and he realized that not all of Bnei Israel would be Tahor in time to bring the Karbanos. So he added an extra month. The problem is he added it already once Nisan hit. We'll see, this, the Gemara's gonna give a different opinion in a second. But you can only add it before Nisan starts, because Nisan has to be Chodesh HaRishon, has to be the first month of the year. So you, if, Rishon, if Nisan already hits, you can't add another month then, because then you're making Nisan the second month of the year. Ooh. So the Gemara says, Good. Does Chizkiah not uh, uh, agree? Does he not aware of the Pasuk that says 
that Nisan has to be the first month of the year. So how do you go ahead and, and intercalate? How do you go ahead and make an Ibrashana? How do you go ahead and make a pregnant year? Ibrashana means a pregnant year by adding an extra month. How did he do it once Nisan started? El No, he knew the halacha, but he made a mistake. What was the mistake? Shmuel says, the Amar Shmuel, and this will finish the Gemara for today, the Amar Shmuel, Ein ma'abrin esashana b'yom shloshim shel adar. We never go ahead and add an extra month even by the 30th of Adar, technically it's not yet Nisan, so you didn't have the first month of the year. So if you didn't have the first month of the year, if you add another month on 30th of Adar, Nisan will still be the first month of the year, just one month delayed. But since Shmuel says, since 30th day of the month, we know that each month has 29 or 30 in the, in the Jewish calendar, since 30th day of Adar had the potential to be the first day of Nisan, you're not allowed to add a month anymore. And so therefore, he thought, Savar Hovaroi, Lamrinan. Cheskiel um, thought just because it's the 30th day of Adar and it's raw, it's potential on some years to be the first day of Nisan. If you have a 29-day month of Adar, the 30th day could sometimes be the first day of Nisan, but still, it isn't this year, it's still the 30th day of Adar, he was allowed to go ahead and add an extra month. Okay, so that, but bottom line is, they did not agree with what he did. Okay, everyone open a sitter, please. Oh, yeah, grab me a sitter. You know, yeah, everyone open a sitter. This is going to blow everyone's mind. So let's turn to the Rosh Chodesh of Musaf Rosh Chodesh. Let's see what page it is. Musaf Rosh Chodesh. Anyone who has it, feel free to blurt it out. 780. Okay, go to page 784. 784. So the paragraph of the Kedushas Hayom in the Musaf Rosh Chodesh is as follows. We're going to look at this paragraph in about one minute. Actually, let's look at it right now for a second. We know that in a leap year, we have to add the words Lechaparas Pasha. So let's do something. Let's count together. I'm, I'm sure many of us did not know this, but it's a, it's a good thing to know. Let's count together. Everyone have that? Yeah. We make Bakashos here. Let's see how many we make. We say, this Chodesh should be Latova is one, Libracha is two. Sason is three, Simcha is four. These are the Bakashas we're requesting that the coming month, we say that's Anwash Chodesh, should be full of these four things so far. The Yeshua, Lunechama, six, five and six. The Parnasu, Lechalkala, seven and eight. The Chaim, Lechalam, nine and ten. The Mechilas Chet, Brachato, I don't know, Mechlom Shakon, you're Amen. The Mechilas Chet, number 11. The Slichas Avon, 12. These 12 things correspond to the 12 months. Okay? In a leap year, we add Ulechaparas Pasha. He should forgive us for our sins. We don't need this all year long. Why do we say Chaparas Pasha specifically in a leap year? Okay, that's the question. In other words, we, what is unique about Chaparas Pasha that we only say, first of all, it's clearly relating to the 13th. There are 12 relating to each month of the year. So first of all, that's just a nice thing to know that there are 12 Bakashas we make, each corresponding to the 12 months of the year. And in the 13th month, we say specifically, Hashem should forgive our sins. So for that, we need a little bit of a background. The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah discusses that there was a famous machlokas, Rabbi Gamlin and Rabbi Shua, when Yom Kippur fell out, whether they were Makadish Chodesh, whether they made Kiddush Chodesh, they sanctified the new moon on, on a specific day or not. Rabbi Gamlin, who's the, who's the Nasi, went ahead and argued with Rabbi Yeshua, and he made Rabbi Yeshua, to show that he was in charge, he made Rabbi Yeshua walk to him carrying something on the day that Rabbi Yeshua thought was Yom Kippur. In other words, they argued on one day, so obviously if they argued on which day Rosh Chodesh was, by definition, Yom Kippur would fall out a day later. So Rabbi Gamliel embarrassed Rabbi Yeshua, made him walk publicly on the day that Rabbi Yeshua thought it was Yom Kippur, carrying something so it would be over to make a declaration publicly that Rabbi Gamliel, I am right, Rabbi Yeshua is wrong. 
Rishua was so distressed. His Talmud was Rabbi Akiva. We saw yesterday one of uh, Rabbi Akiva's Rabbeim was also Nachum Ishkamzu. How many was it? Twelve. It was twelve. Twelve. So Nachum so his, another Rebbe, his Rebbe Yeshua, so Rebbe Kiva went over to Yeshua and he said, I see you're so distressed. Why are you so distressed? He says, why am I distressed? He's making me walk on my Yom Kippur. With, with being over Malacham. So listen to what Rebbe Kiva says. Rebbe Kiva says, there's, this is unbelievable, Gemara. This is a critical Gemara. And the Gemara says as follows. It says, the word osam by the Moadim, we know that Akash Baruch has given us the right to go ahead and be... Mekadosh um, Chodesh, uh, and as a result of that, the Moadim fall out differently based on when, what we say, right? We say, in other words, the Moran Beit Zadaf Zayin says that Shabbos comes by itself. We have no input as to when Shabbos comes. But it's, it's, it's Bameelov, it comes by itself. But uh, Moadim, we have, because we're Mekadosh Chodesh, so that's why we say Mekadosh Shabbos, Kodesh Baruch Hu's Mekadosh Shabbos, but our Baruch is Mekadosh Yisrael Vazmanim. First, we are Mekadosh it, then the Yisrael. So we, we, we infuse Kedusha to the Moadim. So it says here, in Vayikra, in Emor, it says, Perek Beis, Chav Gimel, Darul B'nei Yisrael Matalim, Moadei Hashem, they were Moadei Hashem, Asher Tikru Osam, that they will call it. It says Osam. Then Mikorai Kodesh Elohem Moadai, and then Tupsukim later says Elohem Moadai Hashem Moadai Hashem Mikorai Kodesh Etikru Osam B'Moadam, and the last pasuk is the next parak also says the word Osam. Rabbi Kiva says, "Don't read it Osam. Listen to this limo. This is amazing. It says read it Atem." Says Rabbi Kiva. It says Atem three times. Instead of Osam, there's no Nakudos in the Torah. So instead of reading an Osam. It used to be Moadai, it used to be my Moadim, says the Kaddish Baruch now it's Osam, says Rabbi Kiva, it's theirs. What does the three Osam mean? It means Osam, I mean, Atem, Afilu Shogin, Atem, Afilu Mezidin, Atefilu Mutin. says Bezdin has the power to go ahead and make Kiddush HaChodesh, even if they make a mistake purposely, Shogin, Atem, Afilu, Shogin, Mezidin, if they do it accidentally, Shogin, Atem, Afilu Mutin. Even if they make a mistake and they're misled, even if they do it purposely, even if they do it mistakenly. There's three osams, read it atem, that they're given the power to make, go ahead and make the Kiddush HaChodesh on their word, even if they make a mistake. So says Rabbi Kiva to Rabbi Shua, don't feel bad. If Rabbi Gamliel, who's the Nasi, he's, he's the head, he said it, he's, he's backed up, you shouldn't feel bad, you're not violating Yom Kippur, even though you think he's wrong, Afilu Shog, Afilu Mazid, and Afilu Mutin, even if they make a mistake, he's still right. And therefore, you're not being over on, on, um, on uh, Yom Kippur. This is Akiva Necham Tanu. This is the last words we saw also at the end of Marcos with the Shualim. Yeah, before the Hadron. She says, you know what, Mishu? He says to his Talmud, to Rabbi Kiva, you made me feel very comfortable. The Medrash on Parshas Veschanan says, the Malachi Asharis went to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Perak Dalid. It says that, they said to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when is Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur this year? Kodesh Baruch says, why are you asking me? Let's go down to Bezin Shamata. Together, we'll go ask. It used to be Moadai, but now it's Moadam. So let's go together and ask. Now, this is amazing. Rav Reuven Margolius, he wrote the Margolius Sayam in Sanhedrin. He was born in 1889 in Kiev, in Ukraine. I believe it was Kiev, somewhere in Ukraine. Emigrated to Eretz Yisrael in 1934. Eventually, it was Nifter in 1971. as was a <laughs> prolific, prolific <laughs> writer. We're going to do next week a most unbelievable piece from his Sefer and Rav and Shmuel, but for today, we're going to do this piece from him. So he wrote a Sefer Magolia Siyam, and he, he's the one who asked the question, why do we say Chaparas Pasha? Why do we say Chaparas Pasha is the 13th month? So he says as follows. He says, 
Let me ask you a question. We know this limud is specifically by Kiddush HaChodesh. If the Chachamim went ahead and they made the wrong day, Rosh Chodesh, to declare the wrong day Rosh Chodesh, it's still Rosh Chodesh. We just said, Atem, Atem, Atem. Does that apply to Iber Shana? If they go ahead and they make the wrong month, if they add a month when they shouldn't add a month. So he says that Slach, or Hashem, or Zochetav, or Tzil, and Nefesh Chaya, who was the Nodib Yehuda, on Masechus Brachos, says it does not apply to Iber Shana. If you go ahead and make this safety net that the Chachamim have by Kiddush HaChodesh, by adding one day, it does not exist when they add a month. And he says, I'll bring you two proofs. One, the Gemara never discusses it. The whole Leman is only by Kiddush HaChodesh. Rabbi Melina and Rabbi Yeshua was by one day, not by adding a month. And he says the Rambam never brings it down. That's the proof of the Tzlach, of the Nodib Yehuda, that says it does not exist by by Eber Shana, by adding a month. The Minchas Chinuch argues, but suffice it to say, the Nodib Yehuda, the Tzlach, the same person as the Tzlach, says it does not exist. Says, says the, says the uh, Margot Lissam, what is the one case we have of Eber Shana in, in Shas? Right here by us. Chizkiyo made a mistake. He made a mistake. He didn't have the safety net. Listen to this Pesukim, what it says in Divrayomim, and this will answer the question. It says in Divrei Yomim, it says, Because the majority of the nations of the Shvatim are not going to be pure by the time Pesach rolls around, they won't be able to be mocked of the carbon. he added a month. And a Baruch Hu, in Davins, he says, Hashem was great, Yichaper will go ahead and forgive us. And Vaishma Shem Lechizkiyo Vayir Pasam. So Hakadosh Baruch the next pasuk Devarim says he listened to the to the tefillah. What is the one time that we have the concept of Eber Shanim when someone did something wrong? Right here Bechizkiyo. What is the tefillah? Hashem Atov Yichaper Baad. When it says Chaparas Pasha, it's references tefillah. When we go ahead and we add an Eber Shana, we add a Chodesh to make the year pregnant, we don't have that safety net. There's tremendous trepidation. If we add a month and we don't have the right, and we're not in the right, and we add it incorrectly, we're actually having Chometz on Pesach. So you don't have the safety net, this limud of Atem, 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 even if you do it accidentally wrong. If you do it purposely wrong, or you're misled, and you make the wrong date, Kiddush HaChodesh, one extra day, you have that safety net. You have that special dispensation. that does not exist by adding a month. So since there was extra fear, when we add a month, we have to say, Chaparas Pasha, we are referencing, we are pulling back the tefillah of Chizkiyo Melech that HaKadosh Baruch Hu listened. It's an unbelievable insight. So when we dive in now, when we say these words, especially in the leap year, we'll have in mind this, this Gemara, it's absolutely mind-blowing that he was able to put this all together. Okay, the next piece. It also says that he was Gireris Atzmos Aviv. He went ahead and he dragged his father's bones. So first, let's just discuss in a few minutes that we have left. What time is it? No, actually we have... Oh, Shem. Okay. Good, good. It's not 7.48. Okay. So, so is there a mitzvah of... First of all, what is the reason for Kibar Aveim? What's the reason? So there's actually three different reasons given. The Sefer Chinuch says, it's simply Akara Satov. Akara Satov. Your parents did something good for you? You have to go ahead. It's, it's basic gratitude. We just spoke about gratitude many, many times. It's actually very interesting, by the way, before we get into the other reasons... We know that the uh, Sarasa Dibros are written in, par- in Yisro, Parachof, and Shmos, and in Parakeh, and Veschan, and Dvarim. There are many differences. The most famous Shamar and Zachar. One of the less, lesser known differences is in the mitzvah of Kibar Aveim. In, it just says, Kabar Esavich, Vesimecha, and it sticks in the words in Veschan, and Asher Tzivcha, Hashem Elokecha. It's not in the, it's not in Yisro, but it's in Veschan, Asher Tzivcha, Hashem Elokecha. Question is why? Rashi says, Kasher Tzivcha, Hashem Elokecha, teaches us that it was taught in Mara. Mar, why, why we need a history lesson? Why is it important where the mitzvah of Kibbutz Avraham is taught? 
<coughs> so the Ksav Sofer says something amazing. He says, Mara was, we, we went there right after we left Egypt. Right after we left Egypt, we went to Mara. We were still getting the man. We still had all the water from the Be'er. Simlas Chalobosam Elecha, our clothes weren't, uh, grow, we weren't outgrowing our clothes. They weren't getting tattered. The shoes were still strong. We didn't rely on our parents for any, anything. If there was ever a time that we didn't need Hakara Sato for our parents, the Ebishter was giving us everything. It was Mara. And still it was taught there to show us that even if you don't think you have gratitude at that moment, that you need gratitude, you still have to have gratitude for your parents. That's why it says, It was taught specifically at that time. Mara was right when they left Mitzrayim. Because you would think that, oh, I don't have to have gratitude. My parents aren't taking me to carpool. They're not going ahead and giving me allowance. I don't have anything from them. No, you still have to have it. Anyway, that's a nice point. So the first reason is because of, because of the mitzvah of, of um, uh, because of the concept of Akar Satov. Now, the next part. There is a Gemara um, Yishami that discusses, and as well as the Midrash Tanchum and Parshas Ekev, that says it's actually a Priya Sachov. You're paying a debt. If you go ahead, someone loans you money, you have to pay them back a debt. Both of these aspects are what we call Ben Adam Lechavero. They're normal man-to-man relationships. Someone does something good for me, Akar Satov, I have to do it back for him. Someone lends me money, I have to pay him back. There's a third possibility, and that's the Ramban. The Ramban invokes the Gemara Kedushin, says, Shlosha Shufin Ba'adam. There are three partners in this world, in every man's creation, mother, father, and a Baruch Hu. And he says, when we go ahead and we give kavod to our parents, you're also giving kavod to Shemaim, giving kavod Shemaim. So that, obviously, is on an aspect of Ben Adam Lamakam. So there's two, there's a dichotomy when it comes to Kibar Ava'im, what is the, the source? What's the reason behind it? In fact, the Ramban says, why did we need two luchos? Why couldn't the Sarasadibros be given on one, one slate? Why? It looks very nice, with no joke, take two tapas, call me in the morning, we know the whole joke with, with Moshe Rabbeinu. But why do we need two? So he says, the first were the Ben Adam Lamakom, the second were Ben Adam Lechavero, and the fifth mitzvah, which is Kabir Savicha, is a bridge between the two. What do you mean it's a bridge? Because it has elements of both. It has, it has Ben Adam Lamakom, Ben Adam Lechavero, as they state the Ramban. So in fact, by the way, just to put this in perspective, this dichotomy of, of Ben Adam Lamakom, Ben Adam Lechavero, two aspects of Kavod, is not just by your parents, it's also by Michalkin Kavod the Rav, when you have to give your Rebbe, the Gemara Bar Metziah discusses, if you find a lost object, one that belongs to your father, one that belongs to your Rebbe, who are you supposed to return first? Your Rebbe. Why? Because your father brought you into Olam Haba. Your Rebbe is going to bring you into Olam Ha'emes, Olam Haba. So you have to give Makir Tov, first comes your Rebbe. So we see that there, and, and yet, and yet, we just did the Gemara Psachim last week, Psachim Chav Beis, Shimon Hamsoni, Omer, he was Dorish, every S in the Torah, Ad Shegiya Le'es Hashem Lekecha Tira, Miyad Parish, and then Rabbi Kiva said, S is Lerabos, Tamidei Chachamim. So you see in Tamidei Chachamim, when you says S Hashem Lekecha Tira, it comes to include Tamidei Chachamim, when you give fear, when you give cover to Atam Chacham, you're also giving fear, to Shemaim. So it's not just Akara Satov. There's also giving, giving uh, a cover to Shemaim. So we see even by a giving cover to a Rebbe, not just by parents, but by Rebbe, there's also aspects of Ben Adun Makam, Ben Adun So the question is now, what about giving kavod to a parent after their death? Well, let's see. If there's a question of, if you give kavod to a father, if it's a, let's say, to a parent, if it's, a, let's say, a shibud, you owe someone something, they did something good for you, and you have a shibud now, they loaned you money, you have to loan them back. There's room to say that it may not apply after the person dies. You don't have to say that, but there's certainly at least a, a thought that if after a person dies, my obligation towards him isn't as strong. He's not alive anymore to benefit from it. But if it's a question of 
Kavot Shemayim, because Baruch was still around. So there's a big difference. The Rambam actually says, what about a Aviv who's a Russia, a father who's a Russia? If your father was a Russia, do you have to go ahead and give him Kavot? So the Rambam actually says, he says, Afilu haya Aviv Russia, Ubal Averos, Mechabdo, Umisyaro Imeno. Even if someone's father is a pure Russia, you still have to go ahead and give him Kavod. What about our Gemara here? Isn't that a direct contradiction to, to the Rambam? Here, Achaz was steeped in Avodah Zarah. He turned the whole nation away from, from the Derech Yashar, and, and as a result, when he died, he did not, Chizkiyo did not want to give him Kavod. He dragged his bones. The Rambam says you have to go ahead and give Kavod to your father after, sorry, you have to give even to a, a father who's a Russia. So how, do, how, do you, how does the, the Rambam stem with this Gemara? So Rav Shechter wanted to say as follows. Rav Shechter says, if you combine both aspects, you get out of the problem here. Why? Because if you understand that after someone dies, it's all a question of shibud, and there's no more shibud anymore. You don't owe him anything because the person's dead. When someone's alive, it's, let's say it's more shemaim, you have to go ahead and fear a person when they're alive. It's more shemaim. But if the person's a Russia, are you actually, if you go ahead and honor a Russia, who's an Oved of Zara, are you giving cover to shemaim when you honor him? Of course not. There's no din of kavod shemaim. You, you, Karek, you want to give him a hachacha. You want to rebuke him. If he's of Oved of Zara and you don't want to honor him, if you honor him, you're giving honor to Avodah Zara. So when someone's a Russia, you, it can't be from the Mora Shemaim that you're giving kavod shemaim. It has to be that you owe him shibud. If you, that you owe him something, either a karasatov <coughs> or that you owe him something. Says Rav Shachti, if you combine the two, you don't have either one. If a person is dead and he was a Russia, then you don't have either one anymore. You don't have more kavod shemayim because the person was a Russia. Even when he's alive, you didn't have to give him kavod because giving kavod to a Russia is not giving kavod to a Kaddish Baruch Hu. If you give kavod to someone who's over there about a Zara, you're shocking on Kaddish Baruch Hu. So if he was a Russia and now that he's dead, there's no more shibud, that's how the Rambam, Rav Shachter says, you can answer the Rambam because now that Achaz was already dead and he was a Russia, you don't have to have covered, and therefore it's not a question on the Rambam. So you don't have to say Kaddish for him too? Ask your local rabbi. Okay, the last piece I want to just do, and that is that Chizkiyot, it's... Wait, 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 sorry. Please. Is that, is that only for this particular case of not giving cover to a Russia? Or no, so the, oh, so the Rambam says when they're alive, the Rambam says you have to give cover to a Russia. He doesn't, Michalik, in that, in that statement, in Hilchas Mamrim, he doesn't say whether the person's alive or dead. He says you have to give. He doesn't invoke the, whether he's alive or dead. So, since he does, the Rambam was very, very meticulous in his choice of words. We know that. The Rambam, more than any other Rishon, his words, we, we hang on halachos, on a, on a hey versus, you know, an extra letter. So he doesn't say that he was dead. Rav Shecht is trying to answer the Rambam based on this Gemara. This Gemara shows that he dragged it. He was Mavazi. He disgraced his father. But the Rambam, the Rambam didn't know this Gemara. Of course he knew the Gemara. But if you combine the fact that he was already Mace and a Russia, then any reason we gave, whether it's a Shibud, meaning you owe him something, whether it's a Karsatov, meaning because of a Karsatov, or it's a Shibud that you owe an obligation, he did something good for you, tit for tat, and he was a Russia, it doesn't apply. Again, according to Rav Shachter, he's explained the Gemara, but you would apply, you can't just say it applies to this Gemara, doesn't apply everywhere. He's explained the Gemara based on the Shas White Klal. But again, uh, we're not here to post it, but I would speak to your local Rav, but he would say that if, if there's a, I mean, the Gemara, Chizkiyo, again, we're going to see in a second, Chizkiyo was right to be the Mashiach. 
So if he did this and the Chachamim were moted to it, that means that uh, uh, a and if you're Russia, doesn't apply. Now, it doesn't mean you don't have to. It means you might not have to. It doesn't mean you necessarily, you can't. It, you know, everyone make their own. But based on this, the, the Chachamim moted to it. Mes Mitzvah always, yeah. I feel if you're you stop for Mes Mitzvah. Even a Kohen stops for Mes Mitzvah. Okay, now, the last question is, he did so many amazing things, Chizkiyo, why did he, why was he, why did he pick on safe, uh, that he was gonna Sefer Refuos? He hid the Sefer Refuos. The Gemara discusses that he, he changed the, the, the atmosphere, the environment, the whole thought process of the whole generation after Achaz, after his father died, he infused so much Kedusha that we spoke about yesterday that he set up a sword at the entrance of the base of Mikdash. He said, anyone who doesn't come to the base of Mikdash will be stabbed by this sword. The Gemara says, Mi Be'sheva v'yadan. If you went from all the way in the north to the south, you did not find a katan or a katana, a boy or a girl who is not a bucky in Hilchos Tum of Atara. So, that's much. Be- that's a much greater thing. How, how do you understand this Gemara that because he was gone, and they could say the part of Somech Mulat that in general means that all of his Tfilos, his Tfilos were, should, should count for something, doesn't just mean that one time in Shacharis, it means all his Tfilos, it was a composite of all his Tfilos. But the fact that he hid his Sefer, the, the Sefer of Fuos, the Book of Remedies, it was a nice thing that the people wouldn't go ahead and worship uh, the, the book and give powers to these natural, uh, natural herbs. Right, the Rebbeinu B'chai says it was natural. Book of Remedies was natural herbs and spices. And he hid it because people were attributing powers, kochos, that they should have reserved to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So what exactly, what exactly is going on here? Why is this such an important, um, why is this such an important uh, uh, feat that he did? So it's interesting. The Gemara says as follows. It says that is a Gemara in Yevamos, Kuf Chof Aleph. I'm going to read this Gemara, we're going to discuss it for a second. It says there was a person, Nechunya Chofer Shichin. Nechunya was his name, and he used to go ahead, and he used to dig wells for people coming to Israel, so they'd have, they would have drink. They would have water. In the olden times, he had to deep, dig deep to, to have access to water. And one day, his daughter fell into the, into the well. This is a Gemara in Yevamos, Kuf Chof Aleph. And they called, um, they called her, Chenina Bendosa, who was a Baal Mofes. He was a... Uh, Able to do uh, Mofsim, Nisim, through HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but he was considered a big Baal Mofes. And they called him to save the daughter. They didn't have cranes in those times to, hail, to haul her out, so they relied on him. He's sitting in his base, Medrash learning, and he says, he looks into the Ruach HaKodesh, and he says, no, she's okay. The first hour, she's at peace. The second hour, she's at peace. Third hour, she got out. He's sitting there. What do you mean she got out? It's miles away. How does he know? <coughs> Excuse me. So the Gemara, the they come over to him and says, so she, they go over to the little girl of of Nechunya, who was who used to dig his whole life. He was Chofer Shichin. That was his name. He used to go in and, and dig wells. So they said to Mihela, "Who took you out?" She said, "Amrlo Manhigo." As I was there, I was crying out. This elderly man came and he was taking a goat, uh, and and he heard me cries and he pulled me out. So they said, and he wasn't even there. Uh, Rabdosa was sitting in a different place. So they said to him, I understand, Naviata? Now they go back to him and say, how did you know? The first hour she's at peace, second hour she's at peace, and now, how do you know? He says, Amar lahem, lo novi anochi, I'm not a novi, lo ben novi anochi. Ela dovrashat sadik misasik bo yikashabal zaro. I'm not a novi, but I knew HaKadosh Baruch Hu can't let the girl have her demise here. This person who dedicated his life to going ahead and digging well so that people will be, have a zechus to have water, you think that's going to be his downfall? Is that even possible? 
He went ahead and he dug these wells for people to go in and drink. You think this is how his daughter is going to be the end of her story by falling in this well? So maybe we could say the same thing here. He went and Chizkiyo hid the Sefer Refuos. Now when he needed it most, when he needed it most that he was sick, Kodesh Baruch, are you going to turn your eye away from me? I went ahead and did this to be Marbek Kavod Shemaim. I did this to save you, to save your Kavod Shemaim. Maybe we could say the same thing here. It had nothing to do with that was his greatest feat. But something that he dedicated his life to, that's going to be his downfall? So that, Rebuda says that was his, his, uh, his uh, get out of jail card. And Baruch Hashem, with that, uh, we know he lived 15 more years. He, the, he married the daughter of Yeshaya ben Amotz. And uh, he had Menashe, it wasn't necessarily a tzaddik, but that's the end of the story. Have an amazing day, everyone. Amazing.